Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Folks, I'm here to tell you we have wonderful news. There are affordable trucks that you probably won't be able to buy, but at least they are out there (laughs) on paper. So in this podcast, we are going to be talking about the most affordable new trucks for 2022 and 2023, in theory. Yes, I thought you were going to say today is a great day because also the Colorado Avalanche hockey team got a Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's great for Colorado. I'm not an Avalanche fan, though. I'm, I'm sorry Ooh. for the Colorado people around here. Ooh. No, I mean, well, you know that I, I like I, for football, yeah, yes. I like the Steelers, yes. and for hockey, I actually like the Blackhawks. Okay. In Chicago, okay. you know. Okay. They, that's, you know, that's Chicago, fair. I like you too. That's fair. Yeah, but um, I just I don't say it around our crew here, who, and they're all happy about. It. They're they're burning down half the building right now because they're <laughs> celebrating. So. Well, right. well, we're Colorado-based, so I had to throw, <laughs> no, throw that in there. It's, right? it's always a good day when a Colorado team wins because people are in better moods here. Less of a chance of being just, you know, someone smacking me around as long as I don't wear some opposite team shirt, <laughs> which I try to avoid. Yes, but you're absolutely right, dude. Uh, we want to talk about affordable trucks. Yeah. It's super hard to get a pickup truck, period, right? Yeah. Uh, but we did our research. We have top 14, top 14 affordable trucks. Uh, by starting price, both for two-wheel drive and also four-wheel drive, four-wheel drive is super exp- uh, important. Yes. And can be expensive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and how about this? How about we go down the list? We have a lot of n- numbers, information, but also more importantly, we can talk about news for each one of these vehicles, right? Yeah, we do have news on every vehicle we're talking about. But one f- uh, additional thing, I know that a lot of you guys are like, it's impossible. Everybody's pushing up way beyond MSRP. I'm personally looking at vehicles myself, and without using what little influence I have, I have found that some dealerships are holding to MSRP. Going under it might be difficult, but you can still find them out there, but you may have to really, really look hard. And also, uh, technically, if you can find them, uh, locally owned dealership franchises. Mm. So not, you know, uh, multi-state or regional uh, gigantic stores, but but smaller places sometimes can work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And go ahead and threaten some of those dealerships that overprices. Hey, I'm going to go to TFL Truck and let them know. We actually do. Yeah, we, we've, we've, we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we will continue to do so. So anyway, let's let's get on with this. But we have a little bit of uh, housekeeping. Yeah, to thank some Patreon uh, members Ab- out there. Absolutely, we've had a lot of support recently. So we have I, a lot of support. I want to I want to call it out for sure. Uh, first of all, ATXB supported us. Aaron Defour, Matthew Derbubian. I love it. I'm you, sorry, Matthew. No, this is great. Matthew's fine with it, actually. <laughs> Vijay Singh. Mm-hmm. VJ, thank you. And Michael Drummond. 
Guys, thank you very much. I know this sounds like, you know, I've rehearsed this, but the reality is we would not be able to do what we're doing today without your support. So thank you very much. Yes, and we also have uh, technically two or three questions from Patreon. Oh, yeah, hit it. So, well, how about we save that to kind of After in, we're in done the middle? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah, because it has to do with a lot of the things we're talking about, of course. Perfect. So, number 14 on our list, and we're going from the more expensive right. to the very, very least expensive. But That's still, the order. these are budget pickup trucks in, yeah. in our mind. And, and and by the way, if you've seen other prices advertised from from the automaker, not from a dealership, because that's always weird. But uh, let us know. But uh, I, this is after a lot of research. Andre spent hours putting this together. Well, thank you. Well, so number 14 on our list is the Nissan Titan, currently in the 2022 model year. Mm-hmm. So model years are also kind of weird because for Nissan, they had the 2021 trucks for a long time this, yeah. this calendar year. Finally, the 2022s are there. And what do you think? I mean, we're, if you're watching us, uh, we have some of the uh, latest kind of color options and wheel options showing. Yeah, and you know, this actually makes the truck look really good in my book. I don't like the side steps, but everything else about this truck in terms of the blue color looks good. It's funny because certain uh, car and truck companies really do certain colors really well. Um, Nissan's always been one of those where they kind of sort of hit or miss with me, right? But this blue on this truck with this background and those wheels, I think it looks fantastic. It actually kind of gives it an extra life. And according to Andre, the two-wheel drive extended cab, and this is include, are you including the $1,795? Yeah. Yeah. Comes out to $40,605. Now, bear in mind that you do get a lot of standard features, including that V8. That comes standard. So does the... Uh, nine-speed automatic transmission. But and what, a lot of driver assistance technologies come included as well. Absolutely. Yeah. But what you don't get standard is four-wheel drive. No. Mm-hmm. No. And that costs, what, uh, almost $3,200 approximately. Yeah. So in order to get the 4x4 version of the base model, uh, the S, it's $43,865. Still, by comparison, a fairly good price for what is a very well-loaded pickup, and one that we like quite a bit. We still think that Nissan is a little too expensive. They should drop their prices a little yeah. tiny bit because they're just not getting customers, but it's still a fair price, I would say, for a truck that comes with a lot of standard features. Yeah, and there are many kind of news and rumors floating around the Titan. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you, Nathan. I think dollars starting price for a King Cab S model, right, it's a little steep. Uh, how can they bring it down? Well, one rumor is that they may have another engine on the way. Yeah. Uh, at least a twin-turbo V6. Uh, that was rumored related to the Nissan Armada SUV as well. Yeah, it was. And that twin-turbo V6, it could or could not be one that uh, make, might compete with Toyota, meaning that there's a possibility that they would have a hybrid version. A lot of people are going to hybridization because... They can save fuel and increase power, and those are the two things that they need to do because of cafe numbers and all that other stuff. Yeah, but that may not necessarily decrease the price. It may not. Right, because turbochargers cost money, hybrid systems cost money. And they have so, to recoup the development costs yeah. and all that to return on their investment. So maybe another V6 engine that would be a base engine that might come. But there's another rumor that's the opposite of all those rumors. Which is that there may be, they may discontinue this truck. Which I really hope they don't do. I, I have a feeling, Andre, that if they're going to discontinue anything next year, it might be the XD first and see if they can continue with the half ton and then the half ton later. But it, it really does depend on how the market goes, I would imagine, over the next six months. 
I still think it's a hell of a good truck for what you're getting in terms of just a beefy good truck. Should we move on to the next one? Yeah, how about uh, number 13 on mm -hmm. our list? Number 13 is a very interesting vehicle, one that has a lot of controversy based on the fact that some of you people do not consider it a truck and some of you do and blah, blah, blah. I'm not even gonna go there today. It's the 2022 Honda Ridgeline. Now, the interesting thing about this is that you get a standard crew cab and all-wheel drive that all comes as part of the package. Um, $1,295 for destination. Total price for the, and this is the base model, mind you, $39,435. Andre considers that a good deal for a base crew cab with all-wheel drive standard. Yeah, you're getting four full-size Ford opening doors. Yes. And all-wheel drive. That's right. Uh, that's, that's why I would say it's a good deal. If you think about this truck amongst all the other um, mid-sized trucks that it competes against, it tows 5,000 pounds. It can hold around, I think, 1,500 pounds. It has a really good bed for working. I mean, a really good bed, one of the best. It's I really think. wide, right? It's really wide, accessible. but it's also low, yeah. so you can reach into it. Uh, even Jay, our, our producer, he can reach into it without much of a problem. Um, the, it has the multi-tailgate configuration. It has the in-bed storage, which is 90% of it's good. The only negative is that the spare tire is in there. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But anyway, the point is, is that altogether, I think that comfort-wise, performance-wise, everything that you do with a pickup when you really don't need the heavy-duty frame and all that stuff, this vehicle absolutely answers that. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and it's also fantastic with road handling, just, oh, just the way it drives. It will totally right? outhandle any other truck in its class. It's just comfy, right? It's, yeah, well, it's got it, independent it's, suspension. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically it's a Honda Pilot with a beefier platform. And yeah, it actually does have a bit of a frame. A lot of people don't think that it has a frame. Subframe, It, it yeah. has a subframe yeah. that actually is independent of the vehicle. It's a very different type of setup. You guys should actually look it up online. It's pretty interesting. But the point is here, um, not many options in terms of what you can get. No power options whatsoever. So you get the same V6. You get the same automatic transmission, all of that now is all standard. Really, my only negative about it, and the only thing that would give me pause to own it, I don't like the push-button transmission. I just hate push-button. Mm. I just wish it was a lever. I know it's, it's nitpicking, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have news. Uh, a little bit of news. Um, and also, I just wanted to call out uh, destination charges. A lot of companies are you know, raising their destination yeah. charges. And Honda is still here at 1295 which is one of the lower it destination is. charges. And it almost goes across the entire lineup of their vehicles, cars and trucks, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. And a couple of news. So you heard from uh, Little Bird told you that a hybrid version of the Ridgeline may be eventually it, coming. Yeah. Uh, this The rumor is that in the works right now, they're testing out different types of powertrains to work with the new Ridgeline to make it more economical. Right now, it is one of the better vehicles in its class other than diesels in terms of MPG, but it's still not that competitive if you think about it. So... There are some powertrains out there that rumor has it Honda is looking at possibly putting into this vehicle in the very near future. And you and I did a video on TFL Now channel. By the way, all TFL is where you can find all of our stuff. All right? of our stuff. AllTFL.com, right. one place, uh, one-stop shop. We did a video with a prototype Honda Pilot, yep. right? Uh, uh, prototype vehicle, camouflaged, all that stuff. So they are working on the next generation of that chassis platform and maybe even engines. That's right? exactly it. And, and yeah. what we're expecting to see in the near future is electric vehicles coming from Honda, including an SUV and a bunch of other stuff in the very, once again, very near future. So we'll see.
Yeah. Also, you and I are a big fan of the original Ridgeline, so the first gen. Yeah. Because it was kind of bulky, square. It was just weird. It was kind of retro future. But good weird. In a good way, yeah. And I always felt, you know what the thing about that was? If you look at the silhouette, it almost looked like the same vehicle in both directions. Almost. Because of the weird but- flying buttress thing. Yeah, and it almost reminded me of the Avalanche, you know, the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah. Once again, I mentioned the Avalanche. Yes, you did. You it. <laughs> However, the news you have isn't great. No, the news is not good because the first gen, they're recalling 112,000 trucks approximately. Right. Uh, mostly affected in the northern states, uh, kind of the Rust Belt right. area. Uh, for... Uh, Fuel tank mounts that could separate due to rust. Yeah, uh, the corrosion from salt yes. that they use or different types of snow melt that they use that goes onto the bands that hold the tank in can corrode. And the t- the, in theory, the tank can come out. Now, I believe there are no uh, casualties, uh, fatalities, or injuries so far reported. Right. So just keep it in mind. Yeah. If, if you do have an original ridge line, uh, pay attention to that. It's so, really yeah. easy to find out uh, if your vehicle is recalled. You can go onto Honda's website. They do have recall section on their website. All, all uh, you could also go to the government site, NHTSA, I believe. Yeah. Yes, um, and you can look up your VIN. You just yep. put it in. You just uh, pop uh, it in. And, your VIN. Yeah. You actually, it works on uh, both sites. Actually. Yes. Do that. So anyway, but we do recommend that you look at that if you have a first. Gen. But once again, a good deal. I think if you can find a ridge line, it can do a lot. Like we said. Yeah, and I was seriously thinking about owning one. I, I'm just saying yeah. that out right now. Number 12. Should we move on there? Yes. And this is another, yet another one that I was seriously looking at. Um, surprising on this list, too, because we know how expensive they can get. And that's the 2022 Jeep Gladiator. Interesting vehicle. This is the Crew 4x4 Sport with the 3.6 liter Pentastar V6. Um, now, that has a $1,595 destination charge. And this vehicle comes out to $38,765. And one of the reasons why it's a good deal is you're getting standard, a crew cab and four-wheel drive. That comes across the board. So you don't have to opt for that. You don't have to pay extra for that. And so if you're willing to get the base model, which is pretty uh, base, you know, I mean, there's, there's, you don't get a lot. Well, and even, I mean... It, have, it came out with crank windows, too. That's right. Yeah. And manual transmission, baby, yes, yes. which Tommy has in his willies. And you can get in almost every uh, version of the um, Gladiator with the exception of the diesel. Uh, so, And I, I happen to like that transmission. Yeah. And by the way, it's also the doors are removable. Yeah. And uh, so is the roof. A roof is removable. Yeah. It could be a topless. It's the only one in the market that does that. Yeah. As far as the pickup is concerned. So... If if you could find it for under thirty nine grand, goodness! But you know what you won't get? Hmm. You won't get beefy tires. Nope. You won't get lockers. Right. You won't get disconnectable front sway bar. Although I think the anti spin rear axle does come with it. Um, it's it's kind of like a G80 or at least it's like a small option right, that you right. can add onto it. But in in terms of uh, what that vehicle is out the box. If you want the automatic transmission, you have to pay more for that. I mean, they're, everything, Jeep is they're kind of like a German company almost with this. They'll nickel and dime you for every option you want. They will force you sometimes to get like a package in order to get the options you want, which is what makes this thing so damn expensive when they, you, know, you put some features on it. However, if you're willing to get the absolute base model, the manual transmission, you can, in theory, get one for this price. And I'm going to throw this out here, Andre. Mm. In all places, surprisingly, 
in Southern California, there was a dealership that had a price that was pretty close to this MSRP that I was looking at right around the time that uh, COVID was a- after the first six months of the big lockdown. Uh, yeah. So I'm not saying that it's going to stay like that, but the point is, is that this price, in theory, is doable, but you really have to look for it. And it could be a good, like a project vehicle. If you want to build up I an agree. off-roader, yeah. right? You could, you know. One that tows and hauls. Exactly. So you could get it kind of as a starter vehicle, mm-hmm. drive it around for a while, right. swap some tires onto it, maybe do some axles or whatever suspension you want right. later on. So it could be a very good base vehicle. I also heard from a local dealer here in Colorado that a lot of the uh, current Gladiators on lots uh, that are available are also manuals. Right, because of some sort of component or uh, chip shortages, uh, the manual, you know, doesn't have as many computer controls. That's precisely it, and yeah. it's a far easier vehicle for them to build in terms of price-wise, just to shove that transmission in there. Uh, but and there is, uh, let's throw out there the uh, rumor mill thing. But this is actually a little bit more than that. Uh, over a year ago, almost two years ago, actually, um, when Stellantis and all that was just kicking in. Uh, Jeep said that they're going to electrify their entire fleet. And when asked directly, and this is back when Mike Manley was the man in charge, what about everything that's going on with the Gladiator? Yes, the Gladiator will be going through electrification as well. It's actually out there. However, he wasn't specific. But what we know for sure is that Jeep already has the 4xE, which is really popular, by the way, for the Wrangler, right? So that has the four-cylinder turbo, and it has a full electrified system, and you can plug it in. Okay. No plug-in hybrid pickup trucks exist in the United States right now. I am going to throw this out there. I'm throwing my hat in the ring. I'm going to say that I think that Jeep might be the first to do it with the Gladiator, basically putting in a very similar uh, hybrid system that's currently in the Wrangler because they do share a ton of components and maybe possibly the same battery size, putting it into the Gladiator. As such, by doing that, it will be the first plug-in hybrid available that is a pickup truck but i'm only saying that they have not officially announced it yes uh, absolutely i I think they probably should go there it's not going to make it more affordable no uh but it could be a great option like you said It, it could be a fantastic option and in theory if they were willing to beef up that battery a little bit more they might be able to to match the range of the current wrangler uh, 4xE, which is around 20 miles all electric. But the cool thing about, forget that part, the cool part is that you can get really good mileage out of, the, out of that setup. So perhaps they can finally make a mileage-conscious version of the Gladiator. Yeah, I want to ask the um, you guys, the audience, a question, yeah. actually. Uh, are you guys for plug-in hybrids or against them? Because this is kind of a controversy. I've talked to several people recently who some love, love mm-hmm. the concept because you have a little bit of all electric driving. You could drive off-road in electric mode, right? Uh, and then you have range, right? Because right. you have a gasoline engine helping you out. You can go 300, 400 miles. What's the range on your truck? It's not even a plug-in hybrid, a regular hybrid. 750 miles. Which is ridiculous. It's absurd. But the whole point is that if you have a plug-in hybrid setup, in theory, it, they can work in conjunction with each other, and as such, you get a much better range out of a heavy pickup truck. And also, another possible benefit is what Ford's done with their uh, Pro Power. No, um, the system what, uh, plugging oh, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's a uh, Pro Power on board? On board. On board power. Right. So, in theory, other automakers that had a plug-in hybrid, they could, in theory, do that as well, because usually plug-ins have larger battery capacity than your regular hybrid. So, in theory. You, you can get a lot out of it. However, it's heavier. 
There's some com lots of complexity. Lots of complexity and usually more expensive. Yes. Yeah. So let us know in the comments uh, below uh, what what you guys think. Uh, one one final note on that. A lot of you guys, uh, I know I've been reading a lot of the uh, you know comments uh, when we've been using the four by our our four by use our our electric Ford Lightning. Yes. And other vehicles. Uh, many of you said they've skipped a beat. They skipped the opportunity to put in a plug-in hybrid. They went right to electric from hybrid, and they should have done a plug-in. I agree with you, by the way. I think that every automaker should look at that as an option because I think that that answers both sides of the equation, right? Uh, a lot of people are worried about power grid. A lot of people are worried about gas, range, you know. range and right. stuff like that. So yeah. you can burn cleaner because you're not burning as much, and you're getting better range, and you're getting all the benefits of electric when you do short range. By the way, a lot of people only drive 10 miles a day and whatever. You can do all electric. Wow, that's great. That, I think that that would be a hell of a compromise, and I think that someone should do it. I believe Jeep will be the first. You heard it here first, folks. Although, actually... Well, no, I, not... Actually, we've talked about we've it. We've talked about it here. before. But also, there is another vehicle on this list that might actually be doing it. We'll get to that in a minute. All right. Well, what's next on our list? Uh, there's Alex. There's my man. A picture uh, of Alex for those of you who are listening. Uh, he's, I, I just love Alex. He's the best. There you go. Uh, number 11. <laughs> number we're, 11. We're in, yes. The 2022 Ram 1500 Tradesman two-wheel drive extended cab with the 3.6 liter V6. Once again, the um, Pentastar. But... Um, at $1,795 destination charge. Which yeah, is, one of the highest ones. That's one of the highest ones. Total price for this vehicle, $38,295. Yes, so this is the new generation. We'll, we'll talk about the classic Ram truck a little bit later. Right, that's also So weird. this is the new body style, new generation truck. Right. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we're showing Alex, because he used to own uh, 20, I think 2020 Rebel. He had a, yeah, but, but he had it uh, with the V8. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so anyway, so if you do want a truck, and this is close to, you know, fairly close to 39000 38000 mm -hmm. By the way, four-wheel drive is not standard. No. No, and, and that's... And that's um, that's kind of hefty, too. It's like $3,500 right. approximately. So that comes out to $41,795. So all of a sudden, it becomes almost as close to price as a four-wheel drive Titan. If which you gives you more. Oops. Which gives you more for the money. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 uh, if you don't need four wheel drive, this Ram fifteen hundred is a pretty kind of a steal. Yeah. If you think about it, because you do have a V six engine. By the way, V six engine is not grand for towing, right? No, it's a good runabout engine. Yeah. So it's a good uh, <coughs> it's a good engine for you know carrying payloads. Yep. If you want to carry payloads, a lot of parts uh, delivery services use Rams. It's fairly efficient. Yeah, for, relatively efficient. But if you want to tow up a mountain, that's probably not an engine you you want. We've done it before. Yes, and it's it screams and yells and is not happy. Yes, um, and can increase in its temperature. At, at yes. Least. Yeah. Yeah, we it, noticed it, that it as can. well. So, but that's still a pretty good deal. A any rumors here? Any. Well, any, any news. we I know mean, for there, a there's fact. There's one. Yeah, there's one. We know for a fact that the Ram Revolution is coming out. That's going to be an electric uh, pickup, and also possibly, and I think it's actually confirmed, uh, they'll have a range extender for it. That's yeah. That's there's some official comments about this. Yeah, yeah. But we just uh, the wording is always a little bit weird, and so it's it's difficult for us to report exactly what they said. But in this case. They'll be competitive, but it's still going to be over a year out, I think, probably before we even see one, right? Yeah, well, actually, they said they're going to show a prototype version this year, mm -hmm. this calendar year. But it's not. It's going to be a 2024 model. Right. So it goes on sale much later. So we're not going to get our hands uh, on it for but a But 
they introduced another engine in their Grand Wagoneer. Oh, that's right. right? Yes, yes. So they introduced recently uh, the Hurricane, the three-liter straight-six gasoline turbocharged engine. Um, and there's two versions of it. There's a standard one and there's a high output one. Right. And they said in one of those meetings or when they were showing that engine that it could be used with hybrid power as well. That is correct. When they developed it, they developed it to work with a hybrid hybrid powertrain. Sorry, I'm telling you my tongue's getting done on saying that word. Um, and there's more to it. Um, according to sources, that powertrain can be used in almost anything that Stellantis builds that has a front engine and rear drive setup. So yes, even possibly Jeep. So even though it is a straight six as opposed to a V6, V6 is a far more compact for those of you who don't know, it's supposed to fit in almost anything. It's three liter, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms of internal displacement, it's very similar to a lot of other uh, V6s and straight sixes that are currently out there in the market. A lot of them are three liters. So it's like a magical number in terms of internal displacement. So anyway, that, uh, powertrain could wind up in a lot of stuff that Ram builds. We we think it will wind up in pretty much everything. Yeah, so it's got. I'm I'm excited for for this engine. Yeah, power. Uh, we haven't driven it yet. Nope. Um, and it should be smooth. I mean, if we can speculate, right? Straight six orientation. That the, means there's not a lot of vibration. That's correct. They tend to be much smoother. Uh, much smoother engines. Turbocharging. You know, they can vary the size of the turbos to right. get you low end grunt. Uh, Efficiency, if you don't step on it too hard, <laughs> could be good. In theory, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's an exciting engine. Uh, it's coming up. We, we don't know when or if. Well, yeah. I mean, they should, it should come. It's, it's going to come, and it's, they spent millions on it, you know, if not. If a, not billions. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna, it'll yes. happen. We just don't know where it's going to show up first. Um, speculation is that it might actually show up in some of the Dodge products first, that being the... Um, the Charger and Challenger, but that's speculation. All right, should we move on? Yeah, what's next on our list? The Toyota Tundra, the 2022 Toyota Tundra SR two-wheel drive extended cab with the 3.5-liter twin turbo. Now, this kind of surprised me. I thought that they were even more expensive, but you found out that not. Destination price is $1,695 for a total of $37,645. Yes, and this is their SR model still twin turbo so it still has that powerful v6 engine right um and although it's detuned so there's a couple of caveats there mm -hmm. but still uh, i think for what under thirty-eight thousand dollars, technically for a two-wheel drive truck for like an all-new truck too for an all-new truck uh that's that's a pretty good deal uh, i haven't driven a base <clears throat> base model right uh but i did go on a first drive event and was able to um, get a taste of kind of a simple truck. And they also offer towing mirrors, towing packages. Sure. Um, and so, so that could be a good one. And if you are someone who tows often, let's say, you know, what's its maximum weight? 10,000 or so? Or? So uh, this is also detuned. For the SR, it's like 77. That's right, because they detuned it. So it's not, even though it has a lighter. It doesn't have four-wheel drive, so normally you would say it can tow and haul a little bit more. But it but has big payload. But it has yeah. really big payload. Yeah. So it's not a towing truck, once again. Uh -huh. if but you it's do a hauling wanna, truck. Yeah. It, I think it has all, almost like 1,900 pounds of uh, payload. That's Which is for, really uh, for uh, once again, very, very good. You can get it in four-wheel drive. 
Did you mention the price on that already? Nope. Uh, oh. So four-wheel drive brings the price up to $40,645. So exactly $3,000 to get four by four, uh, to get a four by four, I should Which say. is becoming a bargain. Other manufacturers are now charging way over $3,000. And some are charging less. Yeah. Yeah. Just and, and, and by the way, we mentioned 2022 model. Uh, Toyota is now switching model years. Now they're shifting to 2023. Right. Not, not every price is available yet. That's why we're not listing it. But a lot of these manufacturers we mentioned already, including Honda and um, Jeep, Ram, and Toyota, and even Ford, that's next, mm-hmm. um, are switching over to model years. So you may not be able to order the 2022 still. I mean, the, the ship has sailed. Right. So, in other words, you might have to go on and order a 2023 model. And or it, find one on the lot, which or is find, hard. Yeah, yeah, which you may be able to do with an extensive search. And the other thing that we'll cover a little bit later is that, in some cases, some of these vehicles are sold out, like completely sold out. We'll get to that in a bit. Yes. So... And unfortunately, there is some negative news mm, yeah. uh, next to the new Tundra, uh, which is a recall. Yeah. So this just came out a few days ago, and uh, the recall has to do with some nuts on the rear axle that may loosen. That is correct. Um, so yeah, they're recalling about 46,000 trucks, and they're going to notify most owners, if not all owners, by late July, they said, of 2022. Um, and actually, 46,000 new Tundras, that's almost every Tundra, almost every new Tundra they have sold so far. Right. Um, they said the dealership, to deal with this, they will either retighten, properly retighten those bolts, or change some components to make sure this doesn't happen again. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, any, I don't believe anything has been registered in terms no. of incidents. No dramatic incidents except, you know, people have noticed they reported uh, loose components. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Toyota is now dealing with it. Um, But this chassis, what I wanted to say is the new rear axle, right, multi-link system coils. Right. um, Is also underneath the LX600 Lexus. You're right. It's also the new Sequoia. Right. It will be a version of it will be on the Tacoma that's coming up. Right. Um, so, and, and that's that is something that's worth mentioning that um, Toyota is going to the TNGAF yeah. platform, and that platform is going to underpin pretty much everything in the next few years. All of their body on frame, right? It's a modular one, so it yeah. can shrink down and you know, it, yeah. it, it's not just like everything's going to have the same wheelbase. No, no, they won't. So, so, so yeah, so that's a little bit unfortunate. It's not a, not a. Such a huge, you know, catastrophic recall, but still. Hey, I'm glad sig- they're hitting it early. Significant. Yeah. Right. Imagine yeah. if something went wrong. Yes. So there you have it on the Tundra. It's number 10 on our list. Number mm-hmm. 9. Ah, yeah. Let's go there. Number 9 is the 2022 Ford F-150 LX two-door, two-wheel drive with a 3.3-liter V6. That is their very base engine. Uh, and that includes a $1,795 uh, destination charge. Total comes out to... $32,665. So this is a huge jump, if you look. Yep. If you look, so number 10, the Toyota Tundra was 37.6. Right, but that uh, was an extra cab. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and now we, we're going to a two-door truck, and That's the price right. is drastic. Which a lot of you guys ask about, too, which as often as we can get them, rarely will automakers give us the base model or give us, you know, when they have an extra cab or a king cab or whatever, usually we get the bigger cab. 
But uh, yeah, in this case, you can get a Ford F-150 XL with a proper two-door, which I believe means you get the long bed right off the bat, right? Yeah, it's an eight-footer. Right. So if you wanted a work vehicle, that's huge. If you wanted a little bit of an overland vehicle, you can kind of build one up to do that as well, especially if you get four-wheel drive. But dude... Look at the four-wheel drive price. Right. So you, there's a massive jump to four-wheel drive. To get this in four-wheel drive, you're spending $40,645. No, no. No, no. That was the, that was the Tundra. Sorry. You're spending $37,680. Sorry, guys. So still once again. A, still a huge jump. To get, the, to get the 4x4 version, you're still spending... Like five grand. Nearly five. Yeah, five grand. And $37,680 suddenly brings you back up to prices for other vehicles. And suddenly you're losing a lot of that. So such a huge jump for that price. Does that mean you have to get special packages to get to that price? Or is it just that's it? No, it seems like it's just, you know, the transfer case. You got, of course, drive shafts and all that stuff that four-wheel drive related. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, I think Ford, maybe it's so popular, they said, you know, they just said, hey, that's the price and that's what you will pay. That tends to be Ford's way of doing yeah. it anyways. It's just, you know, deal with what we do. Now, the 3.3 liter V6. That's a base motor. That is a base motor. It's not an EcoBoost. Not turbocharged whatsoever. Uh, we, I, I tested one a couple of years ago in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a decent engine. It's, it's, it reminds me of the Pentastar in the Ram. Right. It kind of revs high. It can be a little bit loud or a lot loud when it's revving at 6,000 RPM or 5,000 RPM where most of its power is made. Right. Um, so it's not, you know, a tremendous engine. Once again, doesn't tow a lot. Uh, but if you need a, a more affordable version. I mean, it's also been around for a while. Yeah. So technically, it just should be relatively reliable as far as uh, an engine is concerned. I agree. I would agree with you. Should we move on to number eight? Well, before we oh, do that, we got to talk about news. Uh, a couple, couple of news points. So first of all, a Heritage Edition uh, mm-hmm. is announced this week. That's a two tone, uh, right? Um, it's kind of a two tone paint. Uh, so what Ford is doing is they're they're celebrating seventy five years of F series. Wow. Uh, in nineteen forty eight, Ford F one. Remember that yes. that truck? Um, I, I always loved that style. You know, kind of big fenders, yeah, nice round, round headlines, right, right. Yeah. So nineteen forty eight was the first Ford F series trucks. Uh, beginnings, and now the F-150 is in its 14th generation. Oof. And so they have a lot of heritage, and they're celebrating with, with five two-tone paint jobs. So the roof is painted one color, the main section and the hood are painted another color, and then there's a lower section that's painted another color. Yeah, and if for those of you who are able to see this, we do have one up there, which is the red and black version, but there are other colors available. Yeah, there's a blue, uh, there is a um, couple of others. Yeah. So uh, that is to say it's an XLT. Uh, it also gets an interior update with some, uh, a new console, some stitching. Right. So it just spruces it up a little bit. They're saying pricing for the 2023 Ford F-150 lineup is coming a little bit later this summer. So no price yet, but I'm sure they'll probably maintain pricing uh, kind of in line to what you've been seeing. Right. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, let's do it. Number eight. Number eight is the 2022 Chevy Silverado. The base two-door with the 2.7-liter turbo uh, two-wheel drive, and that has a $1,795 destination charge. Your total comes to $32,195. That's actually a really good deal for a full-size truck, and it competes directly with this Ford F-150 XL. 
Yeah, and undercuts it by a, a bit, right? Right. Um, so uh, a solid truck. And while we are going this direction, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to, before we talk a little bit more about the Silverado, because we've tested several of them recently. Yes, we have. Um, I want to mention a couple of Patreon questions. Oh, sure. Can we do that? Yeah, let's hit it. Okay, so um, on the previous podcast episode, uh, we also talked about JNL Automotive, who is our supporter, mm-hmm. and he was looking into a full-size pickup uh, purchase. And I, I asked I asked him, uh, what is your rear axle ratio on your truck? Because he was considering a 2.7 liter F-150. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, where would I check this information? Oh, you uh-huh. know. Yeah, so I kind of assumed, I'm sorry, JNL. <laughs> so on the Ford, it's actually not too bad. On the, in the door jam of the driver door, mm-hmm. uh, there is a sticker for, for gross vehicle weight, right, all the weights. And there is also an axle code. Um, it can be a letter number combination. So you just look up that code and quick Google Ford, maybe like L9 or something, right. and it will give you the number. So that's important for towing. Right. right, because if it's a 373, that's good. You can tow a little bit more. If it's not, uh, it's more for efficiency, and you cannot tow as much. Right, and it, it's also important to know that information if you're going to do upgrades to the truck itself, put in larger wheels or tires, that type of thing. Really good to know what your rear axle ratio is. Yeah, um, in if you don't, if you have that's for more recent trucks. Yeah, uh, if you have others, GM Rams, it may be a little bit more challenging to find that axle information. If you go real far back with GM, you actually have to look inside the glove box where they have a sticker. Uh, I mean, automakers are like that, but you can also go online and, and then check just a drop the VIN in there. And in yeah. many cases, it'll give you all the information you need. There's a variety of different websites that'll do that. Yeah, for example, for the last I want to say oof, like eight or nine years, Ram had a towing guide where you can look up your, your VIN. Mm-hmm. Uh, GM had a similar system, and Ford Ford has the stickers, basically, mm-hmm. for public, for public a, use. Another uh, one to look at, which is trailer, trailer Life. They have their towing guide, and their towing guides for the past, I think, 20 years now, shows uh, a variety of different options available for the particular truck, and it'll show axle ratios and a variety of other things, too including tow ratings. Uh, I do recommend looking at that, too, if you're looking, you know, a step further. Yeah, and there's one more comment on t- uh, patreon.com slash tflcar is our Patreon page. Uh-huh. Uh, one of our supporters, Daniel Cuker. Uh, K- Good enough. Daniel says, actually, Dan. Dan, there you go. Dan's the man. Dan's the man. Um, uh, Dan has a comment, not a question. Okay. Uh, Dan's comment says, uh, Taming Tumbleweed video series is my favorite so far, period. Dude, yeah. You. Well, you you've been involved with that pretty heavily, especially behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, Alex, you mentioned Alex, yeah. uh, our colleague here. Um, Alex kind of is driving that series, of course, with Roman and David. Yeah. Roman and David are also appearing in a lot of these videos. I'm sorry, that's the Silverado picture. <laughs> uh, but um, thank you for noticing. We, we actually spend a lot of energy on this and building off-road courses, yep. uh, easier ones and harder ones. And we're kind of building it out. We're going to put a barn on the property. Which is coming really soon. I mean, we all the measurements are done. The location yes. is there. This property is going to go through a lot of changes over the next couple of years. Roman does not like to wait. So they will be happening sooner rather than later. And over time, we're going to basically turn this into a property that we can do everything in terms of evaluating off-road vehicles, being able to do some builds possibly, 
you name it. And also some stuff with future trucks, too, in terms of uh, possible electric grid stuff that we'll cover in a later broadcast. Yeah, and it also relates to our Northern Lightning series, Driving to right. Alaska. Right, which is um, happening like in July. Very soon. Yeah, 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 it's happening. By the time you guys hear this podcast, uh, we're going to be It's fine. coming, yeah, yeah, it's coming imminently. So that's coming. Uh, also, Alex and team are working on TFL bids. Mm-hmm. Our auction side is back. Uh, we really want to show and sell and buy and sell, uh, or help you buy and sell, not us, uh, affordable vehicles. So right. four-wheel drive, trucks, etc. cetera. Uh, right now we have the, um, I think just closed, the Escalade was being sell, sold uh, from the Go Big series. Yeah. Um, your Ford Excursion was up there. Yeah. Uh, we had the Suburban, etc. Yeah, and uh, just one way to look at this bid site is the fact that a lot of other competitors out there are charging an awful lot of money for the sites. We're not, by comparison, we're trying to sell cheap vehicles. So that's kind of our whole point here. And it's a point of this episode, too. Yeah. Affordable stuff. Yeah. And we're, we're talking about 6000 bucks, 8000 bucks. Right. You know, smaller numbers. But still good vehicle. Well, in today's day and age, I think that helps the, the folks out there. So, so should we continue or you yes, got one more? That's, that's it for now. So thank you, Dan. Dan is also an owner of an F-150. So thank you, Dan. Ah, perfect time. So uh, Silverado, just to wrap up the Silverado conversation, first of all, it is affordable. The 2.7 liter turbocharged engine is good. It's a good engine. Yes. I, would, I would take it over the 3.3 in the, in the Ford, uh, and especially up here at high elevation. Having a turbocharged powertrain really does help. Uh, the four-wheel drive system, I forgot if you mentioned Oh, yeah, it. I did not. So but to get the 4x4 four four, uh, two-door with the 2.7-liter turbo, your total is $36,795. Once again, a lot of extra dough to buy the 4x4 four four system. About 4500 bucks yeah. to get that. Uh, but still undercutting the Ford. Yes, it does. So uh, one caveat with the 2.7. It's now their base engine. You know, Remember, the 4.3 V6 is now discontinued. That was their workhorse. Man, that thing's been around for a long time. I don't know how many decades that thing in various iterations was was there. Now the 2.7 is a good engine. Mm -hmm. It's got good power, really good torque. Yeah. But it's made it to an 8-speed automatic. And GM, we've had some issues with 8-speeds. Yeah. So 10-speeds have been really solid for us. Yeah. Speaking of Alex, Alex had a problem with the 8-speed. But I also know other people who have owned a GM product with 8-speeds that have like 250,000 miles on them without a hiccup. So it may or may not be a directly correlated with a certain years of the 8-speed. Or know. the engine. We wish the 10-speed was the only transmission, but that's not the case. Uh, so 2.7 has recently been updated. They yeah. made it stronger, more torquey. Oh, crazy torque. Like 430 pound-feet of torque. It's insane. It's it, it's more torquey than almost half the V8s that are available on half-ton trucks. Or most V8s, for yeah, that matter. Yeah, it's, it's almost all of them. It, yes. it, it's crazy. Uh, and uh, we haven't told with it. Uh, I did a 0-60. to 60. You could see it on alltfl.com. Right. 0-60 to 60 with the Silverado 2.7. We've tested several of them, including trail bosses. Just check it out, oldtfl.com. Yeah, I recommend Really it. great. We need to speed up. Do we, do we need, uh, how's our pace? We're doing okay. Okay. So number seven, we're getting into the meat of this. We are. These, this is where the prices are becoming kind of interesting. And number seven's one that I know some of you guys are, are really hip to and some of you absolutely hate. And that is the 2022 Ram 1500 Classic. It's the Tradesman <laughs> two-door cab. Uh, two-wheel drive with a 3.6-liter V6, once again, the Pentastar, and it has a $1,795 destination charge for a total of $31,310. 
Now, yes, that's the classic, meaning that's the platform and the design that goes way back. And Before 2019, when the new RAM came out. <laughs> right. So yes. they're still using the same old stampings, the same platform, the same powertrain, the same goodies that were in the previous model going way back. But you guys have a demand for it, and so they're selling them. And this is what makes RAM really competitive right now in terms of numbers, because they sell a lot of them. People still love the old design. So there's that. And also the 4x4 version, once again, huge price bump. $37,840, so we're talking about well over $6,000 to get yeah. four-wheel drive. Unfortunately, I'm not sure why. Maybe because it's an aging platform. I, it might be And that. it's difficult to get some of those components. Uh, that's just my guess. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I just wanted to say this about the Classic. When first uh, uh, Ram did this, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for the first year they did it in 2019, 2018, 2019. Right, I, remember, yeah. um, I, I was like, okay. Makes sense. Yeah, because it's a switch over. They're gonna, yeah, they're going to switch over yeah. and they're going to phase the yeah. other stuff out. That's what then, I thought too. And then 2020 happened. It's still there. <laughs> yeah. 2021, still, still there. there. 2022, still That's there. Uh, who knows? It may survive another, but it turned out to be a super smart decision, right? Oh, incredibly be smart. Because it diversified what they were doing. They had another factory basically building, one building the new truck uh, lineups, the other one continuing to build the previous one, and they have components you know, that one may have had and the one did not. Right. And we're still able to sell trucks. So they're still able to get a Ram product out there on the lot. It yeah. may not be the brand new one. It may be the classic, but nonetheless, it's going to be there. And I think that, yes, that was a very smart move. And I'm pretty sure that they had a last minute meeting right when COVID was kicking in and all the part suppliers and everything else was falling apart. And they were like, eh, you know what, maybe we should keep going. Yeah. yeah. And, and they yeah. did. Yeah. And they did. And, uh, you know, proper to them for doing that and also this is a inexpensive truck for the, for what you're getting it's still a decent pickup truck too yeah and the v8 is available so if you do want a v8 and one of these you can have it right and if it ain't broke why fix it exactly yeah any news on this truck uh no it, as far as we know it will be built indefinitely I know, sir. <laughs> 2050 rolls around the truck will still be there um but Speaking of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, let's move on to something that has been recently extremely fixed. Yes, and also very similar to what it was. Number yeah. six on our list is a 2022 and 23 Nissan Frontier. Yes, the extended cab two-wheel drive with 3.8 liter V6, and that has a $1,295 destination. Once again, Nissan is one of the, le the least expensive for destination price. Make it a total of $29,895 for that model. And if you want to go to the S model with four-wheel drive, that's $33,185. Not as much of a jump as some of the other ones. But important facts here. First of all, that is a great deal because you're getting the beefy V6. That is standard. They have no four-cylinder anymore. And you're getting that nine-speed automatic transmission, which is similar to the one that's inside the Titan. Both of those come standard. Yes. And a four-wheel drive is not that expensive. That's uh, right. Um, adds what about three a little bit more than three thousand dollars to thirty three one eighty five right um, so I would say for four wheel drive pricing the new frontier is really is really a great deal and they're selling a lot of these dude I'm beginning to see them in, in my community yeah. now finally yeah. I, I thought that it would take them forever interesting thing about the frontier it still has some components left over from the past. But for the Some most of the part, frame is shared from right. the previous one, yeah. So its capacity, its towing ability, and its uh, uh, payload, very similar to the previous models. 
which isn't bad at all. It's still competitive. It's still out there. It can tow more than, let's say, the Honda Ridgeline and all that. I think it's in the 6,000 zone, right? Yeah, it's like 6,700 pounds Yes. So I personally feel, and I think you agree with me, that they did a really good job updating the truck. It looks better in person. And some of the most comfortable seats in the business for a midsize truck next to the Ridgeline. That's, what I, that's my personal thing. Yeah, and once again, and this, this kind of goes for most of this list, when you're buying kind of these base models, don't expect to have lockers. Um, you know, don't expect to have beefy skid plates. No. Uh, these are basic four-wheel drive vehicles. Right, so the one which that you Which is okay. I agree with yeah. you. So the one that we're featuring here is the only one that they gave us to test, which the is Pro, the Pro4X. Pro4X, and that is a much more expensive option. Going to a Pro4X, just like any other automaker, truck maker out there, is that you are going to be paying a heavy premium in order to get that stuff. However, at least in Nissan's case, it is pretty damn good because you do get a locker and you do get skid plates and stuff, other, uh, which we've all tested, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and we've tested skid plates, uh, we, as you can see in some one of these images. Yes, indeed, um, yeah. And that V6, like you said, is very strong. It's, a, it's, well, it's the most powerful... Uh, horsepower in its class, yes. I think. 310. Right. Not the torqueous. Not the torqueous. But the horsepower is the highest. It Currently, yeah. And um, it's a smooth powertrain. It's relatively efficient. We've, we've done well with it. So altogether, I think, a real once again, basically mimicking what they did with the Titan, they made a very good truck for a fairly good price. I think in the case of the Frontier, the pricing is fair. And it's a good, solid choice. Um, any news on the Frontier? I don't recall anything going on. No. Obviously, they're switching model years mm -hmm. soon, so that's happening. Uh, like we said, they're very uh, strong sellers right now. They're yeah. able to pump some trucks out and actually get them on lots and uh, get them in people's owners' hands, which is really great. I'm curious to see what their numbers are by the end of the next quarter. Which just comes out in about a week right. uh, from now. So. I, I'm sure it's going to be much better than it was last year for yeah. them. Yeah, so I don't have a lot of rumors here. I mean, either. I mean um, you know what I want them to do? Hmm. I want, and this is not affordable. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah, want, I, it to, I want them to build a wide body frontier. Oh, I, I agree. I want a little I bit more a, ground clearance, you know, and bigger tires, that type of stuff. What was the name of the concept that they did with the bigger brother, the Titan? Warrior. Warrior. So if they could make a warrior version of this truck, something that is comparable I don't know if they can uh, afford to do like, it. Like a Ranger Raptor, maybe? Exactly. Just to compete directly. And Which also the next. ZR2 uh, yeah. Colorado and all yeah. that. If they could build a competitor for that, that would be great. They would actually leapfrog Toyota, which is not doing that currently. And they would have a hell of a hard-hitting truck. I think it has a platform to do it. But that's just me. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, let's move on to the next one then. Yep. And Which is, is, we almost mentioned it. Yeah, well, we sort of did. Uh, <laughs> it's the 2022 Chevy Colorado. Uh, the base extended cab of the four-cylinder. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did I drop Wait. Oh, I missed, I totally missed one. Yeah. I missed two. So I missed no, three. No, number five. You Sorry, guys. No, I dude, go number five. I don't know why I, I jumped okay. like okay. that. I okay. think the microphone was, was covering it. That's my excuse. Okay. Okay, let's try this again, shall we? Sorry, guys. Uh, number five is the 2022 Ford Ranger XL two-wheel drive extended cab, and that includes a 1,495 destination that doesn't include, it's including that price, Gosh, uh, it comes out to $29,255. That is an excellent price, by the way. Uh, you do get standard, their turbocharged engine, their 10-speed automatic, that comes standard. So that's a really good price. But if you want the 4x4 XL, once again, big price jump, 
That's a lot of extra dough to get there, man. Yeah, and also... Um, Six Gosh, the, you know, the Ranger, this is a difficult one. Yeah. There's almost none of them on lots. Oh, yeah. uh, the sales are down. There's a couple of factors here. This is kind of my view. This is not Ford's statement. But the factory in Michigan that's building the Ranger is uh-huh. also building the Bronco. The Bronco is super, super hot. Ford is trying to prioritize the Bronco, in my opinion. I, I, I think I, I see where you're going with this. Um, and I so, and unfortunately, the Ranger is struggling as far as... It's not a bad truck. No, not at all. We, we've tested it um, numerous times. We took it to Moab, cross-country. Yes, cross-country, towed with it, and it tows really well, 7,500 pounds. It's one of the best in class. Yeah. Um, but the thing is with the Ranger, this is the extended cab, and that extended cab is very small, just so you know. it. it yes, you could put people in there. No, they can't be big. <laughs> yes. At all. Yes, and of course, crew cap versions are available, but we want to be. We're, this, this show is the, about low value, right? Right, exactly. I mean, high value, high low, value, pr- low, low price. Dollar, right. Yeah. So good pricing. Four wheel drive is again once very expensive. Yeah. You know, Six a, grand plus. A four wheel drive Ranger is now more than a four wheel drive Frontier by a lot. Yeah. So I, that's I don't know if that's that's, a good, an, that's an issue. Yeah, and uh, but uh, a new one is coming. The new Ranger. Right. And we are expecting a lot of things with this, but that nothing's been confirmed. Now, in Australia, they did release the new Ranger. So we know what the new friend looks like. Styling, yes. Which I, it has really grown on me. Um, well, this is this is the Raptor version that you're yeah, looking and, at here. Uh, and they also unveiled the Raptor overseas, too. <laughs> right. Yeah, because apparently just nothing good that happens in the United States before... You know, all the other guys get it first, and then maybe we see something. But we do not know for sure what the powertrain numbers are going to be, what the even the looks look. It could look a little different here. But from what we're guessing, and I think a lot of this does make sense, we will have an all-new interior, which is something they've needed to do. We will have a lot of new components underneath, possibly a new powertrain or two. Yeah. Um, and then there's a lot of rumors, a lot of rumors about the Ranger in terms of its uh, powertrain which may find its way over here, including the possible hybrid powertrain. Yes, um, and we do know this, that 2023 uh, Ranger technically switchover is happening kind of this fall. Right. We don't know if it's going to be the same body style or maybe the all new generation. Right. So No idea. <laughs> so, yeah, and Ford can go either way, right? They mm-hmm. could say, hey, we're ready. Let's let's do this. You know, the, we have all the components. Let's start building this. Or they could say, hey, you know what? The Bronco is taking priority a little bit further. Mm-hmm. So let's continue with the current truck a little bit more. So we don't. We just don't know which way the Ford, Ford is going to go with this. Right. And it's always funny because, you know, when they brought the Ranger back, it was kind of the bastard child that nobody wanted at first. Ford barely did any uh, promotion of it. It was not one of those vehicles that you saw prominently. Part of the reason why was they didn't want to sap the numbers of the F-150. We knew that. And it's, you know, obvious. But now they're starting to embrace it a little bit more. Overseas embraces it a lot. And we've seen a lot of prototypes and uh, test mules running around, not only Colorado, but all over the country. Yeah. So there's definitely something going on. It's just a question of whether or not it's going to be released as a 23 or 24 model for the all-new one. Yeah, or for an all-mostly new one. And a lot of you have sent us uh, prototype uh, pictures. A lot uh, so of pictures, th- yeah. Thank you very much. Even this uncovered one with a separate bumper kind of area, which I think is what the U.S. version may look like. Right. Uh, that's just my take on it. So, And this was in Arizona. So, yeah, it's coming. We just don't know exactly when. Exactly. So uh, any news on it in terms of... Uh, 
power updates, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think the 2.3 will continue, but like I said, I've, but like you said, uh, the V6 Raptor is rumored to be like the 3-liter V6 that's also in the Bronco Raptor, right? Right, right. And it's rumored to have shared a lot of components with the, bro- with the Bronco. So, and we well, know for a fact that the Bronco shares a ton of components with the Ranger. In fact, they're built on the same line as we mentioned. Yeah. So yeah. it's possible that there may be some trickle down. We've been speculating for a while that even the manual transmission might find its way into the next generation. The manual transmission, of course, that the Ford Bronco uses with their four-cylinder engine. So it's possible that that could go in there if there's enough. Yeah, I don't know if there is, but if there's enough uh, want, need, and desire, uh, let's move on, shall we? So we're in the top four yeah. now. So number four is uh, the Tacoma. That's right. Finally, the Toyota Tacoma. Um, this is the SR two-wheel drive extended cab, and that includes a $1,215 destination charge, which I think is the best on this list. Yeah. Um, for a total of $28,365, that is your absolute base model four-cylinder um, and, this, and this is the older four-cylinder. Yeah. This is I mean... Model. Two, we had a 2002 two Tacoma, seven. remember? Yeah. 2.7. Yeah. Which had an engine related to this engine. That's how far I mean, back it goes. Or you, I think it's further. Yeah. It's, but it's, but the, this four-cylinder has been around. Right. In, in various versions, of course. But the point is, is that this is one of the few trucks that you can get, actually, with either a four-cylinder or a six-cylinder. Also, the only other truck on this list that you can get with a manual transmission is the Jeep. This one also has options for a manual transmission for those of you who would love to stir your own coffee. Now, the total for this with the 4x4 setup is $31,440. That's the SR. Um, It's more expensive, of course, but it's not as crazy as some of the other ones. Yeah. Well, it undercuts uh, in four-wheel drive uh, the Ford by about, what, uh, three and a half grand. It undercuts the Nissan. So it's, it, if you can find one, it could be affordable. And the reason you may be able to find this base one is because not many people want the four-cylinder. Right, it's not right? a popular option. So the V6, is usually people go to, towards the V6. So you might be able... You know what? Mm-hmm. I was in Indianapolis for work truck show this year. Right. Remember, I went there. Yes. Um, and I rented a four-cylinder Tacoma no at kidding. the airport. It was a rental. Huh. So... Well, so, hey, that's a good one. Uh, rental, you know, when they auction off the rental trucks, pick one up. There you go. It could be really affordable. Do you remember the name of the rental company? Was it Enterprise? It was, or it was a standard one in, uh, at the Indianapolis airport. I forget, maybe budget. Okay. Because but, but, but it's a big company right. uh, actually renting Tacomas. So, so look at it that way, and you could get yourself a fairly good deal on, although I, I, re- I don't always recommend getting rental cars at auctions, well, but it, it <laughs> hey, you know, if it still has its warranty and if it's transferable, then maybe that's something to think about. I have an anecdote about that. Okay. My wife, uh, when she was, before she was my wife, mm-hmm. she had a Subaru Legacy uh-huh. that was a rental uh, in Durango in Colorado, right. and she bought it a year and a half after it was a rental. And it was one of the best cars she's ever owned. Um, I think it had 20,000 miles when she bought it, and mm-hmm. she put 160,000 miles on it because it was well-maintained and just kind of worked. So it could go either way. And I have an accident. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, remember, I grew up working at wrecking yards. Yeah. And uh, among many things that I would do, I'd tear apart vehicles, but I'd also have to register them when we bought them from auction and brought them in. And one car that came in was a rental car, brought into our lot, they lowered it down, 
And I started looking at it. I had to look at VIN numbers and make sure that there's no, you know, blood and teeth left over on the dashboard from an accident, that type of thing. Anyway, um, and I go into the back seat, and underneath the back seat, someone had placed a very large weapon mm. um, that was shoved beneath the carpet underneath the rear seat. In the rental? Yeah, in a rental. Okay. That was that was a Chevy... Um, this is a long time Please ago. Please don't say citation. No, no, no. But I actually own the citation. No, it's the uh, the celebrity, the Chevy celebrity. Um, <laughs> okay. And the, the, the gun had been there forever, so someone rented it and put this gun in there, probably hit it or whatever. So we had to call the cops and everything else. They had to come over, tear up the car. And, but, um, and then the cop told me that a lot of people will uh, rent a rental car and use it to hide evidence. Ooh. Uh, well, this is in L.A., so yeah. it's a little different Los Angeles, I guess. But anyway, okay. the point is is that th- there can be some issues. So if you buy a rental car uh, to own, just you know, have a good look around. Yeah. It's probably a good idea. Yeah. There you go. So now, dude, we're in the top three. Okay. What's number three? Number three, speaking of Chevy, is the 2022 Chevy Colorado. This is the base extended cab with a four-cylinder engine. Uh, and that includes a $1,495 destination charge. Total comes out to $27,325. Now, there are a lot of caveats with this one, too. Um, very few options are available. This truck is going away and being replaced by a either all-new or the next generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that could be a good thing. That might mean that if there is a couple of these poking out on a dealership lot, they want to move it now because they have the new stuff coming in, if you can find one. Um, yeah, and it has been an issue. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we don't have GMC on this list because technically they're a few dollars more than the Chevy. Right. Uh, we're also not talking about Rivian or Tesla. Tesla truck doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Um, Rivian is expensive. So we considered all trucks, uh, including heavy duties, That's right. which are more expensive than, than this. Which, which is so, the reason why they're not on this yeah, list. Yeah. So just keep in mind, we, we considered all of that stuff. Now the pitch, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Like you said... It's hard to find these Colorado trucks, and I've been looking for a Colorado truck of any sort, yeah. of any kind. They're just not there. It, it, they are almost impossible to find right now. What, what they've done is they thinned the herd. They brought it all the way down, and part of the reason why is because they have this new next generation coming out. Now, they have been throwing out teasers. We did do some videos on them. Roman and I actually recently did a video on the new Colorado, which yeah. is the ZR2 version. Now, this picture doesn't show much, but you do see a good shot of the front headlights, which are all new. From what we gather, it, it's going to have a lot of new components, pretty much all new exterior, new interior. We're pretty sure about that. Possibly new powertrain. Yeah, so, and it's coming at the end of July, officially re- revealed. Right. So and, that's, that's coming very and soon. And you, being, you know, a junior Mr. Truck, you are going to cover the hell out of it. Yes, and I believe it was July 28th where officially it will be unveiled. Excellent. So it's coming very soon. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, but right now, if you can find a Colorado, grab it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, they, they're just really yeah. hard to find. Part of the reason why is because they tend to be less expensive than a lot of their competitors, which is why they're on this list as number three. Shall I go to number two? Number dos. Number two. Um, and you guys are probably wondering where these were. Well, here they are. 2022 Hyundai Scent Cruise. Now, this is the front-wheel drive version, the four-cylinder base engine. It's the base model. And a $1,295 destination charge, which isn't too bad. Total comes out to $26,135. Now, if you want the base model with all-wheel drive, that pops the price way, not that far up, actually, to $27,635. I believe that's a $1,500 
uh, charge, which is very inexpensive if you compare it directly to the other trucks we've talked about. Totally, dude. Um, totally a great deal. Um, once again, not easiest to find. I mean, we tried f- to find a base, a <laughs> non-turbocharged version, right? They do exist. They do exist. Uh, we have a long-term Hyundai Santa Cruz that we've been testing for a long time. By the way, it's been bulletproof so far. It's been excellent, um, but it's not a base model at all. That has the beefier turbo. Now, yeah. for those of you who are wondering, the vehicle we're talking about has no. a naturally aspirated non-turbo, yeah. four-cylinder engine, front-wheel drive, eight-speed automatic transmission, and then all-wheel drive is the option. And this one has a lower tow rating. I believe it's 3,500 pounds, and it comes with very little. Um, so that's why it has this really good price. Now, if you want to bounce up and get the turbo, which is available with all-wheel drive, you're suddenly using a dual-clutch transmission, which is also an eight-speed. You are talking about a turbocharged engine with a lot more power and, of course, all-wheel drive, which I believe is standard with the turbo. Um, you, I don't think you can get just the front-wheel drive um, turbo. I'm pretty sure you can't after. A and also DCT. It's a dual clutch transmission dual clutch. With, with the turbo. Right. Um, so, yeah, totally. And they, they can be, you know, 40 grand by the time you're done. Oh, you can go over 40 grand yeah. if you start adding goodies to it. And yes, there are, once again, unscrupulous dealerships that will pop the price. However, I have personally looked at the two-wheel, or sorry, the, the, the regular base model. If you get the regular base model, there's not a lot of upcharge going on, at least in local dealerships that I've looked at. I made a few phone calls, and so far the prices have been pretty close to MSRP. Hey, I'm only talking about Colorado, and I'm talking about the Denver region, too, by the way. So it may be different where you are. But I'm just letting you know that my own personal experience so far has shown that. And I think that the base model could be worth looking at. Once again, doesn't tow as much, but... When you buy a vehicle like this, you're not looking for the high towing stuff anyway, no, right? No, no, it's kind of a runabout, right? And right. you could put stuff in the bed. Uh, it's a four-foot bed, roughly, right? Yeah. And then you drop the tailgate, and you're up to over five feet, I believe. So yeah, so it's, it's, it can hold some stuff. And payload is good. Payload yeah. is actually quite good, yes. Like 1,400 pounds, which is, which is excellent. And it does have the, similar to the... Uh, uh, the Ridgeline, it does have an in-bed cargo area, but it's much smaller than the Ridgelines. Yes, um, so that's a great option. Uh, and then number one on our list, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're there. Drum roll. Um, you guys already know. Yeah, it's the Ford Maverick. Ford Maverick. Yeah. yeah big um, but this Ford Maverick hybrid, because that base model is a hybrid. Which is always astonishing. Which is insane. Me. Yeah. Um, it's currently on Optanium. Yes. So it is number one, technically. So what is the, what is the price? So... Uh, now, this is uh, including $1,495 for the destination. Your total comes to $21,490, but... Yes. So, first of all, you're getting the hybrid, technically. Mm-hmm. You're getting great efficiency. Excellent efficiency. 42 in the city, 42 MPG. Yeah. Uh, you still get, you know, the payload that's there. It's a really good payload. Um, you're not getting cruise control, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. You have to bump up uh, to, the, to the next level to get cruise control. Uh, XLT, yeah. Which I do recommend. It's not that much of a bump. But um, it's another one that I seriously looked at, seriously looked at, and I'm still seriously looking at the problem currently, aside from the fact you can't find one, and you cannot find one, is that you cannot get the hybrid with an all-wheel drive option. It only comes as front-wheel drive, so you have to keep that in mind. Now, that's perfectly good for you guys who live in the Sun Belt and whatnot, or in the South, but up here in snow country, having all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive really does help. Yes, and also... Lots of rumors here. Mm. Uh, first of all, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, our colleague Grant, our marketing manager, yeah. he looked into getting a hybrid. 
We uh, talked Maverick. about that. Yep. Yeah, and couldn't find one. He literally could not find one. They are sold out, and you cannot get one for this model year. So, so maybe 2023s. Uh, those order books should be opening soon. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye on our websites, alttfl.com. We're going to announce it the minute we uh, know. Yeah, because he's still getting a good deal. Uh, the turbocharged engine is there. So if you want to go turbo, you probably technically could. Um, I mean, to find one. Um, and also, there's lots of rumors. Yes. There's rumors about a hybrid, all-wheel drive. Yes. There's and a rumor about a plug-in, even. Right. So I believe it was Motor Trend recently broke a story where they got a very good shot of this electronic component hanging out of the side of a test mule that was running around. And that Maverick looked like it had the ability to be plugged in, meaning, of course, that it could be could be a plug-in hybrid that they're testing. And on top of that, this, now, this is from them. They stated that that vehicle was all-wheel drive, meaning that once again, there could be a first to the game, and that might be Ford with a plug-in hybrid pickup truck. And if that's the case, this could be extraordinary. It could be a hell of a vehicle. Well, they're, they're already almost cornered the market, right? I oh, mean, they already have. I mean, Santa Cruz is there. It's on sale. But they don't but, have a hybrid version of the Santa Cruz, which, by the way, can I quickly go there? Yeah. Um, Hyundai has a powertrain that should work with this vehicle not only as a hybrid, but they do have an all-wheel drive plug-in hybrid powertrain that in theory should be able to go into their Santa Cruz. Yes. No announcements about that. Haven't heard any official rumors or anything, really. It makes sense, but who knows if they're going to do it at all. Yeah, and Ford, I mean, um, they caught many by surprise. Oh, man. Including General Motors, oh, with their Toyota, yeah. uh, Nissan. Uh, everybody's wondering what just happened, you know, including Stellantis. Oh, man. Um, so, I mean, they're already doing well. And if they're expanding on that, it could be great. I think that a lot of the automakers out there, when they because we knew that the Maverick was coming. They had time to prepare. But I think that they felt that it wasn't going to be as popular as it was. Or, or perhaps that Americans wouldn't say yes to a front-wheel drive pickup truck or, a, you know, a small unibody and pickup truck. Smack. And they got smacked yeah. hard. Yeah. GM and Stellantis... They have vehicles out there that they could have slapped together and basically competed directly with this vehicle in that amount of time. I guarantee you they could have done it, but they just looked at it and I think they felt that it wasn't a challenge. And guess what? Ford absolutely cornered the market. Good for Ford on that one. And it's a good truck. It's a good little truck. Mm-hmm. So so is the Santa Cruz, by the way. I yeah. really like both. Yeah. So, just so, like the, that. so there you have it. This was kind of a lot. I mean, it was kind of a marathon, but I hope, I hope you got a good perspective as far as what's affordable. And because we talk a lot about the expensive stuff. Because that's all they give us to test. Yes. And that's all that's available so, for us. But. And uh, just a preview of next week. Uh, next week on the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to uh, dive a little bit deeper, I think, into Rivian trucks. Because I spent some time with their chief engineer. That's right. And uh, got some good tidbits. And that chief engineer's resume is bonkers awesome. This dude is scary. He's like... Someone who I think could build satellites if he wanted to and stuff like well, that. Well, he used to build McLarens. Like the <laughs> P1 McLaren, which was a moonshot. So anyway, uh, but stay tuned for that. Andre's got some good stuff in the very so, near future. So that's coming. And of course, uh, all truck news. All truck news here. Yeah. Appreciate it. We'll see you on the next one. Have a good week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.